Hey there. So I just started doing a podcast about insecurities and I got insecurities as in like um, parts of ourselves that we're not necessarily proud of, whether it's mind, body, um, interactions, way we speak, could be any, any number of things that we're not necessarily proud about or that we wish could be different or that we haven't fully accepted or we possibly dislike for me it's about dislike because I've accepted all of my insecurities um so for me there's still parts of me whether it's my body or my mind that I still don't like that I'm constantly working to make better and make more likable in my eyes um so some of that is very deep rooted but I was just doing that podcast and I realized that it dealt heavily with the topic of love so I stopped doing that one and decided to come do this one first so love is it's really hard to define recently I had a friend who's an author does his own podcast he he's someone I met while I was working on cruise ships he put out a Facebook blast that was about love and how you define love and I saw it and I happen to be in a place in my life right now where I have a clear definition of it, which has not always been the case. I know what love means to me. I know how I view it and I know how I honor it. I know how I make my choices when it comes to love. I know my values when it comes to love. And for me, love is this huge, complicated thing. It's almost as complicated as respect. Like, I say almost because respect still is very, very complicated. But love in particular is super intricate. I mean, there are so many different types of love and there are so many different levels of love. Um, I, in particular, have done a huge amount of work to describe it and define it for myself because I truly operate that if I don't define something or I don't know what I'm looking for, then how am I supposed to find it? So, um, which to me is quite logical. Like, you know, I, I like clear lists. I like to have goals. I like to work towards those goals. So like me understanding what love meant to myself was always a goal for myself. And now that I've reached that goal, um, I just want to help others understand it for themselves. And maybe something that I say resonate with them or maybe I can help others to define love for themselves to help feel make them feel less lonely or you know any number of ways that it could help another person because certainly other people helped me along the way to get to a place where I had a clear definition and felt really healthy about my relationship with love both with myself and with others um after many many years of my abandonment issues getting in the way of me loving others um mostly out of fear, mostly out of the fact that I didn't understand traumas in my life. Um, I pushed people away quite a lot. I did not want to have love for others because if I loved them, then they could hurt me and they could leave me. And it was very scary for me. You know, fear was the first emotion that I have had that I remember how painful it was. And, um, well, I remember the pain and then the fear came after. Um, and not pain in terms like, I I actually have quite a high pain t- threshold in terms of physical pain. This was mental anguish. It was, it was real physical hurt inside of my brain. And so that was the basis for my abandonment, which then was the basis for me pushing people away, which then was the basis for me not understanding what love is, 
really until I searched for it. And thankfully, I always wanted to search for it, you know, like I was born just, I guess I, I, I view it as I was born, thankfully, into a family that had enough love that I definitely knew what love was by the time that I felt this big hurt that then gave me fear and abandonment. So, you know, I definitely know that that love was present. And then from that moment on, you know, of feeling pain and hurt, I had to then redefine love for myself because my world had fallen apart. And so I had to kind of build my world back up. And because I was so young when that happened, it really just the trauma needed to work itself out and I needed to just persevere. And that's what I did. And now I'm here and I know what love is to me and now I'm going to define it so that everybody else can know if you're even still listening. <laughs> um, so for me, love is absolutely about acceptance. It's, it's about accepting another, at least in, with humans, love is about accepting another human for who they are in their entirety of what they've shown you. Um, I think that love is changing and it's fluid. Um, when I talk about love, I oftentimes talk about a bullseye that I use for my life. Um, I remember this bullseye analogy coming into my life through my brother-in-law, but when I talked to him about it, I don't know if he remembers it because I don't know if it was as influential for him as it was for me. Um, but he once mentioned that relationships of all types, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a colleague, whether it's a family member, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a boyfriend or girlfriend, they're fluid. But in order to put that into a picture, he kind of gave me that we all have our, I mean, you could do anything in this, in this kind of analogy, but we all have our bullseye and we are a moving dart, like we're a moving icon on the bullseye. And in the center is your center circle, the people that know you the best, know you the most, um, respect you, share the same values that you do, are able to be in your life in the most influential, positive ways. And then, you know, you have the people that maybe are in the second section that still know you really well. You could, you know, you know, you can count on those people, but like maybe they don't know every detail about your life. They're the people that like you still hold really like deep in your heart and you'd probably do anything for them. But like maybe you don't consider them family quite yet. They're just really close friends. And then, you know, as the bullseye moves out, you get out to like, you know, friends that you feel you can tell secrets to that you trust, then friends that you can do any activity with. Like there could be different sections of this bullseye. And then on the outer rims, you have like the acquaintances or maybe the colleagues that you really didn't get along with, but that like you don't wish any ill towards. At one time in my life, there was definitely people that were in a certain category that like, it's not that I wished ill, but I just would be happy never seeing them ever again. Because um, I don't think I've ever really wished, I, I can't say that I've never wished ill on people in my life, because I will say I once had a boss who like, I didn't wish him death, but like, I wouldn't have minded if his penis fell off. Yeah, definitely that. Like, I don't want him to lose the ability to pee. I just want him to lose the ability to enjoy and gain pleasure from his penis going into vaginas. So that's kind of wishing ill, but like not death. I really, I've never wished death upon someone. But at one point in my life, there was a portion of my bullseye that was off to the side and they were sequestered. It was almost like a 500 points if you hit this target thing from skee-ball. 
but yeah, so a portion of my life I had, I had this bullseye explained to me of relationships and in that center part were the people that not only did I love, but I would probably lay down my life for, <laughs> like definitely the people that are inside of that bullseye straight in the center, that red area, those are the people that could rip my heart out and they're the people I would die for and they're people that I would live for and that is just scary (laughs) that I have people in that center it's also wonderful though and the wonderful is is better than the scary um I do have to say that but I definitely know that those people I would compromise myself for and that's a lot of power like I know I hold a lot the people that have told me how much they love me and that they would you know jokingly help me hide a body if I ever had one which I would never because I can't hurt another human unless it's in self-defense um but like those people are the people that like I would drop everything for and that to me is a special kind of love that's actually what most people would describe as an in love but these people are not just people that I romantically love they're my family they are the people that I want to make my family and so it's got me thinking about love and how I view love and how um, you can love multiple people like for me the actual the actual love part is just about acceptance and then you put different hats on it it's kind of like I have I have this bunny and his name is love and then he can wear different ears and those ears can be a family love um and when you say family love like that to me is being in love with my family like I would do anything for them um and then there can be a romantic love and that romantic love can turn into a family love with a romantic component still that's kind of like this balloon that you hold and you have the in love ears on but like the balloon says this is a romantic in love and like so you know it's it's almost like there's different components of being able to grab at love and wear those components it's like getting dressed in love you know every day I put on my clothing and you know my underwear is being in love with myself and you know that kind of supports me underneath it makes me feel safe in terms of societal standards that even if the rest of my clothing falls off I have my underwear on you know like that is I feel protected in a sense my body is is societally appropriate and maybe I should use a different analogy but it kind of just works you know then I put on my pants and maybe my pants are my friends and then maybe my shirt is my family and you know or maybe I have something special that goes on my bra strap for a spouse you know like there's there's different ways of looking at it and um I definitely view love to be really important for me because without the people that I love and the love I have for myself um, I don't know if life would be worth doing. Um, and this gets into a section that I don't necessarily want to go quite into. But I'm just going to say that, that without the people I care about, I'm not sure that life would have meaning for me. Um, now with the healthy place I'm in right now, even if I didn't have all of my family and friends, although I don't foresee that ever happening, like by some catastrophic thing, I definitely would still have the will to live. Um, 
but like if the apocalypse happened I would still want to live although if a zombie apocalypse happened I might be okay with dying I do have to I do always say that because like I'm not really sure if I want to live in a world with zombies like that's a lot there that's a lot of that's a lot um zombies are a lot like I'm not sure if I want to be in constant fear of my life that I'm gonna get eaten by a zombie I diverged a little bit anyway going back to love um it is wonderful to have love in your life and all types of love I mean uh, I can't I can't say that there's been another time in my life where I have been so filled with the amount of love that I have right now and you know whether it is my friends that I consider to be family or whether it's my family that I consider to be friends or whether it's my family that's just family or you know, and even that just family, I say just family, it's a cordial family thing. Like, I don't, you know, I I talk about a cordial love a lot when it comes to people that are kind of in the, they're kind of in the friend zone in a sense, like other people call it the friend zone. Um, And I call it a cordial love because those people don't quite get all of me. They, they get the parts of me that is cordial that I accept the parts that they've shown me of themselves and I know I have an acceptance for them and so I it's not that I compromise myself but the thing the niceties that I can do to just appease them or like the niceties that I can do to keep our relationship good are the things that I will spend effort doing Whereas with people that I'm in love with or like my family members that I also consider friends, those people get to get my secrets. They get to, you know, if they do something wrong, I give them the ultimate respect that even if it was really, really hurtful, that they get to know that they hurt me because I trust that they will take the time to make adjustments. You know, it all comes down to respect in the end. Um, when you tell people that you care about and that you love that they've let you down or that, for example, recently um, I felt like I wasn't maybe or I think I was told by my sister, I believe, and she is fully in the right of doing this, that um, I didn't learn enough about writing papers in college um, and that, you know, I was so happy that she told me that, but I also then had to take a second to look at myself and be like, she's right. Like I didn't, I didn't do this in college. I didn't take the time to really, to really accept the guidance that she was giving me in college. I didn't, you know, take responsibility in a sense for my lack of education because I was very insecure about it. Um, and I love that she finally said it to me, that frankly, honestly, and also I had a lot of pride that then after the fact I was able to tell her how, you know, I felt about the fact that she told me that. Um, loving my sister has been just, ugh, like, it's it's been, a, it's been its own journey in my life, but uh, she is my biological sister she is also my sister in terms of my friend and she is 
um, probably one of the most important people, if not the most important person in my life. I don't want to get emotional, but I am. Um, (laughs) I hope you enjoy that, whoever is listening or will listen. Uh, getting emotional is part of why I'm doing this. You know, my sister is just, and sometimes I get worried about saying how much I love her, but we both say it to each other so much that it's also just such a tribute to her. She is just the strongest woman that I know, and she she modeled that for me and made me want to be like her. Um, which was really great because I think she got that from my mother and, and my mother got it from my grandmother and my grandmother was also a very strong woman. And, um, I didn't understand that when I was younger, that that was important. And now that I feel like a strong woman, it's really nice to know that that love really stemmed from somewhere and it stemmed from viewing my sister growing up. Um, Now looking back at it, it's just very interesting to look at how strong she really is. Cool. You're welcome. Um... (laughs) the people that come into our lives have more of an effect on us than we'll ever know in that moment. Right now, it's really fun for me in particular because I'm getting to places where I can see these uh, past realizations now, but it took me a really long time to get here. And part of the reason why I do this podcast is because in me getting here, it's taken things I've picked up from everywhere And sometimes it's people I'm talking to and sometimes it's been professionals like therapists and other times it's just been other people's kindness. And we live in this wonderful age where I can pick up my phone and do a podcast and I have no idea who's going to listen to it, but hopefully loved ones of mine will and hopefully people that maybe never or wanted to be my friend but were too... Um, scared to do it will listen. Uh, The Insecurities podcast that I was talking about earlier and that I will probably be posting soon is all about the fact that, you know, insecurities play such a huge role on social interactions. They really do. And I am thankful every day that one of my hugest insecurities I'm going to talk about in that podcast was instilled in me because otherwise I'm not sure if I would have kept going like I don't know if I would have kept trying to make relationships with other people and if I would have kept trying to build my relationship with myself loving yourself really like everybody always says oh it's so important to love yourself before you love someone else and yet I know I know plenty of people I'm not sure that they do truly love themselves but I do know a lot of people out there that find love without loving themselves or they're working on it or they're you know there are any number of the stages um but the fact that that did sink in you know there's a part of me that never wanted to admit that I had to really love myself in order to love others because there is that part of me that was like don't tell me what to do you don't know me like you don't get to tell me how I'm gonna love someone or love myself or do anything but like (laughs) I always just wanted to yell at it people that would say oh well you have to love yourself in order to love other people 
Um, I don't know if I would have been happy being in love with anybody else before now. Uh, I look back on the couple of times I was in love or, you know, I th- at the time I was in love with other people, I would definitely compromise myself for them romantically at least. And I've had a few friendships that I have had those in love feelings for of like compromising myself but in particular the people that have really broken my heart over the years in terms of love have been romantic loves and you know each each of those relationships that I was in love with these other people it definitely um mostly I was attracted to qualities they had that I was envious of you know they were they were really social and like and very laid back or uh they had their own abandonment issues and I wanted to be the person that would never leave them or you know I had all these things that I didn't even realize I was gravitated towards and so every time that those romantic in love relationships failed I kind of afterwards would be really hard on myself I would definitely I tore myself apart and I'm thankful now that when I would do that even though it would really feed my depression I had enough sense to keep going I had enough sense that I had enough people around me that I knew I loved even if I didn't quite understand my full definition of love I knew I loved enough to not want to give up I knew that, you know, that was never an option for me. So I had to keep going. I had to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And because I knew I was making choices out of my own insecurities that were then affecting other people, I had to just keep working on myself and trying to figure out, you know, the things that were in my mind that were causing me to make these choices or have these insecurities. Um, You know, now as... I have become as self-aware as I am, I start to question, you know, was this just the way I was born? You know, does this drive and and want, was it, you know, a nurturing thing that I got from, from my parents? And, you know, I'm thinking about going back to school right now to do social work, to do talk therapy. And it's funny how I went to a workshop yesterday and you know, it was an early intervention workshop, so they explicitly are talking about zero to three infants and how, and how taking care of an infant, you know, it can be a really hard task depending on circumstances that the parent is going through. But on the child's end, really all they need, and this is actually pretty consistent from zero to adulthood, children need love and they need consistency. And the consistency part comes with like that provides for you know a child learning how to trust how to be honest how to you know deal with their feelings understand their feelings so like consistency really plays into development in a lot of different ways and they were talking about this in this workshop and love is something that is different for everybody i mean there's people out there that think love is what i call more like infatuation or lust or, you know, love is a feeling that you have, but like they can't quite describe that feeling. So like for me, I can describe that feeling. Like I know 
that love for me is when someone excites me. Like I, I can feel, it's almost like I can feel my brain releasing feel like oxytocin. It, it like, but that's really what it is. Like that is scientifically what love is, is your brain releasing that feel good drug and your body recognizing it. So it makes you feel good. And you know, some people describe it as butterflies. Some people describe it as goosebumps. Some people describe it as all sorts of, you know, these metaphors for these these physical, tactile feelings that we have in our body. But for me, I'm, you know, visually speaking, I do kind of have those descriptions as well because we grow up with them. But also, recently, I've been trying to describe my brain and the way that it works in so many different ways that I actually came up with this awesome idea about, like, it's a toilet book called Brainophores, and they're metaphors for your brain. So, like, I think I have one that's like, my brain is a toilet, and each time you go, you flush the toilet, new water comes in, and then you you just, like, you know, rinse and repeat. It's always fresh water. You always take a crap. You always flush it down the toilet, you know? And I had that great idea because I just found myself describing the way that my brain was working in certain situations. You know, even in this podcast already, I've described my brain as Twitter feed or, you know, a banner going across it and um, clouds, I'm sure I've mentioned and, you know, that kind of thing. And it, it really does help visualize and put a picture on it. Which then, when I get insecure and I'm in public and I'm trying to describe myself to people, it helps with that. Um, So anyway, I got off topic there for a little bit. But insecurities is what my next podcast is about. And um, I felt the need to come and do this one first because as I was talking in there, I, I kind of had this thought of, oh, I should have done love first because love for yourself plays so much into insecurities and now you know I really can describe my insecurities admit to them and talk about them and say where they stem from um trauma in our lives is more complicated than I ever really thought I always you know just thought it was something I had to get over it wasn't I didn't think I really needed to deal with it and that was partially the way that I was, I was protecting myself from it. Um, but I'm happy that I had enough love for myself, even if it isn't what I think love is now. Um, you know, I used to think that love was unconditional. Um, and in a sense, some love is. Being in love with someone is unconditional for me. But normal love is not. I, I, I always have a choice. Um, I can choose to keep someone in my life. And so that choice is why love is not unconditional for me. Um, We all make choices all the time. And if you don't think that your choices have an effect on your feelings, then I'd be very curious to find out um, where you think feelings come from. Uh, Because I don't know how else you could describe the cause effect reaction between feelings and choices um I'm sure that there are people out there that are like my choices come from God and my feelings come from God and I respect the fact that you think that um that is not how I think although you know I don't 
truly know. There could be a God somewhere that's typing this all out for me. And if that's the case, hey, that's great because I think I'm making calm the shots right now. Um, but that goes back to my self-love and, and just the reality of the fact that we are all in control of our own actions and um, choices matter. And who am I to say one way or another? Because I have true respect for myself and true respect for everyone else. Now that I'm wrapping up this, this almost the longest podcast that I've had, um, I just wanted to reiterate that my, my definition of love really is just about accepting other people for who they are. And I just wanted to elaborate really quickly that that also, you know, it's almost like a contract between two people. When you set out to get to know someone, whether it's for romantic reasons, acquaintance reasons, any of the above, um, you're, you're kind of putting down a contract. You're, you know, telling this person that you're going to treat them with kindness, hopefully, and respect and all these other values and stuff like that. But um, the love comes in when you realize that this is a person that you want to continue a relationship with. And, you know, I believe that love is fully a choice. I've talked about choices a lot. Um, For me, love is a choice because you are making choices to continue to see a person. You're making choices to ask them questions. You're making choices to get to know them. And in my view, you can't really love someone unless you know them. I mean, how can you determine that you love someone unless you know them? People talk about love at first sight. I don't really believe in love at first sight because you don't know that person and you don't know how they make their choices. You don't know what their values are. You don't even know. They could be a serial killer and that happens. And, you know, that's the thing is that, like, we don't know who people are until we get to know them. And once we get to know them, that I believe that that's where love comes in. And I've had different varying relationships of love throughout my life right now I am in numerous different types of relationships that include love and that feeling for me and and that determination and every single time that I have said I love you to someone and usually I'm the first person to say I love you to someone um it's been because I want to validate it for myself I want to tell that other person that I love them for me because admitting it to the other person is a joy that they should have and they should know that I have those feelings. I never, ever, ever expect to get a love you back from another person. Um, I simply say it because that's how I'm feeling and I deserve to be able to tell the other person how I feel and they deserve their own privacy and time to determine if they can feel that way for me. Um, that's really important and you know that that speaks to my level of respect for others it speaks to the fact that I would never want someone to just say I love you back to me because they feel obligated to um well obligated in the sense that I said it first so they have to say it back um when I love and I do love as I talked about like unconditionally um it it's about giving the other person the respect to get there on their own um just because someone has crossed a finish line doesn't mean that I should stop racing and doesn't mean that and vice versa if I cross a finish line doesn't mean that the other person that I might be in the race with 
should stop racing at all they should hopefully try and maybe catch up and then maybe we can have a picnic at the end of the you know race and the other thing is is that like I would want to cheer that person on if we're in a race to to you know get to the finish line just because I cross it first doesn't mean that the other person doesn't deserve encouragement and also like my respect for the fact that he didn't try and fake it or cheat or like you know tell me that they loved me before they actually did I don't want to hear that honesty is one of my other high high values and like I don't would never want someone to tell me that they love me out of fear that I would leave them um because they didn't say it to me when I said it to them um and that's because if someone said it to me and I didn't feel that way yet then you know I wouldn't want to feel obligated to say it back to them this has been a great conversation about love. I should start encouraging people to like tell me their thoughts and reach out to me. And if they have anything that they would want to hear me talk about, then certainly I'm open to that. Um, I'm doing this more for myself than anybody else because I really just enjoy putting my thoughts out there. And again, like I said earlier, I just hope that maybe someone will listen to this and it'll help them. Till next time. I hope you tune in.